What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Addison, and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Our Hearts Surrendered. My name is Sophie, and I'm the other co-host of this podcast. Happy March. You have made it to March. Congratulations. You are almost a third way through 2023. Wait, a fourth way through 2023. Sorry, guys. Math is not my strong suit. Anyways, um, I can't believe it. can't believe it's March. It feels like just yesterday that it was the new year. And look at us now. February is behind us. Spring has sprung. It is a good, it is a good day. It is a good month. How are you feeling about it? Uh, dude, I'm feeling great. Uh, it's warm. It's, it's a warm February, March right now in College no. Station, Texas. I don't know if that's like that everywhere. But no, it's it is like hot genuinely outside. 90 degrees. I and was I like, like, wow. That, I feel like that our podcast has taken a bit of a meteorology intro. I feel like that it's important to update <laughs> Every everyone week. on the weather. Like, w- like, we don't intend to talk about the weather, but it's just like always big whenever it, we record. It's always big. It's yes, always it's also been windy. Mind. Yeah, it's, it's, it's heavy on the mind because I think I walk more often now, so I'm more aware of it. I'm just like, like, oh, gosh. What the temperature was outside in high school had no meaning on me. Now it it does not matter. Everything. Everything. (laughs) It affects everything. Genuinely, like, it'll affect my mood that day. It'll affect what I wear that day. It'll affect if I go to a coffee shop or if I go to the park. Like, literally everything. Don't even get me started on the rain. That's a whole other thing. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I hate the I love the rain when I don't have class. Oh, yeah. If it's raining, like... I treat it like a sick day after class. I'm like, I just have to go back to my dorm. Like, I, I can't, I can't do anything. Like, and I can't do work either. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, I'm tapped out. Sorry. Like, yeah, like getting, sorry, like, you're lucky raining. you got me to go to class. <laughs> like, yeah. I live yeah. on campus. Like, it's a big deal. Like, <laughs> it is raining. So I'm going to have to say goodbye, guys. <laughs> sorry about that. I have to go. Uh, yeah. You know how it be. Well, if there's one thing about us, it's that we will talk about the weather. Yeah, and if it's one hey. thing about us, it's that we'll also talk about the Lord, and that's Amen. what we're here to do today. Um, welcome to a new series, you guys. We are going through First Thessalonians. We're gonna do two chapters this week. We're t- covering chapters one and two, and then in the upcoming weeks, we'll do three, four, and five, and it's gonna be awesome. It's a four-week series. Um, we're really excited about it. I love First Thessalonians. Um, Sophie, tell us about the first chapter. Where are we at? Oh yeah, definitely. If you guys haven't read First Thessalonians, you can definitely follow along with us this month. Something that has been um, on my heart a lot recently is the idea of like enjoying reading scripture and loving reading scripture. I feel like that most of my life I was like, ah, this is tough to read. And um, some days I walk away from reading scripture and I'm like, okay, I, that was a tough morning to get through, but something that I have really learned recently is just the discipline of reading scripture, and if I walk away, and I'm like, I'm not sure if I am learning this correctly, I'm not sure, like, what um, I read, and I need to do further research, and that's not, like, a lost, it's not, like, a failure, I guess. I think that there's still things to learn, and still things to grow from that, so if you feel that way, keep reading because that's my encouragement. It's just to keep going. And it's not a failure if you're like, I don't understand what this means. So on to First Thessalonians. So First Thessalonians 
I feel like we need to explain the letter. It is a letter. Um, it's a letter written by three guys, mainly Paul, and then his two companions, Sylvanius and Timothy. I'm pretty sure that I said that correctly. And that's what we see in the first verse. We get a little greeting. And it's important to just have context to know who's writing the letter, to whom, and what the purpose is. And that's what we get in the next couple of sentences. The next part of the verse says, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So that tells us who the letter is written to. It's written to the Thessalonians. Some background on this is that Paul had come to the Thessalonians. He had preached the gospel to them. He um, had created this church in Thessalonica. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. And then he had to leave. And this, he's writing to them. He has just gotten a report from his two companions um, who have visited the church and they have reported to Paul and he's writing to them. Um, and something about the Thessalonians and you get to learn in the letter is that Paul loves these people and um, he wants to write them to encourage them. Um, and so something that we had done this study before on First Thessalonians and something that um, was taught to me that has always stuck with me that we see in First Thessalonians is that it's a going faith. Christianity is a going faith and that Paul had to keep going. He had to go somewhere else and he couldn't stay with the Thessalonians, but that doesn't mean that he didn't love them and that he didn't want to encourage them. And so I think that that's really cool um, to see in like our own life that when season change and you have to go somewhere else, when it's time to move, that doesn't mean that the people that you leave behind, that the mentors that you leave behind, that you don't love them any less and you can still encourage each other um, and get to see what each other is doing in their own space. And so I think that's really cool. So then in the next verse, it says, we give thanks to God always for all of you constantly mentioning you in our prayers. Something about this that we see is how much um, Paul was grateful and how much he had joy for the church. And um, it says that they prayed for them. And we're reminded in Ephesians 6, Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, to pray in all circumstances and for all people. And so here he is praying for the people of the Thessalonian church. And then it goes on to talk about, it says in verse 3, remembering before our God and Father, your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul talks about three qualities, faith, love, and hope. And you kind of see these themes like in all of Paul's letters, in different letters, but in especially in First Thessalonians, you see um, words in front of each of these qualities that are words that these qualities produce, if that makes sense. So faith, um, there's work of faith. Faith produces work, love, labor of love, and steadfastness of hope, which just means like patience of hope. And so I think it's really important and something that I was convicted when reading this is that I always just think like, yeah, faith, hope, and love. But I don't think of the qualities and the attributes that Paul talks about along with side these, that faith is work, that like we were just talking about, you got to, when you're reading your Bible, sometimes it might feel like work um, and working towards that and working in faith, that faith, we're not called to just sit um silently and watch from the sidelines labor of love that love loving people it's a labor of love it's not just like i'm gonna sit here and love you kind of like working of faith and so on and so forth 
Um, and then it goes on to talk about, um, for we know brothers loved by God that he has chosen you. And something that I was reading when studying this is that the Lord loves us. And when you love someone, you choose them and you want to spend time with them. And this is what this verse is talking about. And then it goes on to say in verse five, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction. And this is something that's like super important when talking about the gospel, because if the gospel is just words, then it's it's just words. It's just some story, you know, but with the Holy Spirit alongside that, um, it has the power to change our lives. And so I think that's something that's super important when thinking about the gospel is that if it's just words and there's, and the, there has to be the Holy Spirit there too. Um, and so then it goes on to say, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So the Thessalonians responded to the messages that Paul had given them the gospel. They responded by following him um, and following the Lord and what uh, the Lord has to say in the midst of affliction. And it says that they did that with joy as well, which is super cool because um, it says that they did it in joy of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you guys, but if if I was facing affliction, I don't think my first response would be joy. Um, and so I think this is truly evidence of the Holy Spirit. And you can see that in Paul's life, reading some of his other letters that he had joy in the face of, in the midst of trials and persecution and all sorts of things. And it goes on, Paul says that the church in, Thessal in Thessalonica is um, an example in the surrounding cities and everywhere. And so this just shows how um, the love that Paul has for this church and the respect that they have, that they're a light in their community, but also for a lot of other people. Um, and so then the last little part of this says um, kind of just like what we were just talking about, that they turned away from idols to serve the living and true God. I think that's really cool language that um, not only he, Paul gave specific examples of what they turned from, they turned from idols to serve the Lord. So when reading this, I thought about some of the idols in my life um, and things that I should turn to the Lord instead of um, serving them. And then the last part is super cool. Verse 10 says, and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So the church um, understood what it meant to wait for Jesus. And um, this shaped how they lived and how they acted. They had an eternal perspective. They understood their assignment here on earth and they understood what lies ahead and what to expect. And that shaped how they lived, how they did church, how they served the Lord. And I think that that's something that I really learned from reading this and from First Thessalonians. One is um, what it looked like to serve the Lord and to wait for him expectantly. Yeah, like learning how to wait well is just like so hard, but also so I think like Advent season, like getting closer to Christmas, like we hear about it a lot of like wait expectantly on the Lord and like wait well. Um, but it's like this should be heavy on our hearts at all times because I like truly the Lord could come back at any point and like that should be something that like we are expectantly awaiting and like excitedly awaiting. Um love. I love Thessalonians, First Thessalonians. I'm just like really excited that we get to talk about it. My genuinely, I think my favorite verse of all time is in this chapter that I'm about to talk about. 
Um, so we're, we're, we're just going to talk about that. Nah, we're just going to talk about it. Um, chapter two starts. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through it basically how Sophie did. I'm just going to read a little bit and then talk. Um, it starts by saying, for you yourselves, no brothers that are coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God and to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. For our appeal does not spring from error and purity or in any attempt to deceive. But just as we've been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. Um, that's like verses two through five or two through four. Um, and it like really just goes to show that like this is what paul's heart was like this is a very very clear picture of paul's heart and like he was sincere and he wasn't just like doing these things and saying these things like he missed these people and he was coming back and like so if he said like our faith is one that like requires us to go and like if paul had just like planted this church and was like i love this church so much i'm gonna stay right here then like hundreds and hundreds of other people like would not have come to know the lord because like that is not where the lord was calling paul to stay i do think like the lord will call us to stay sometimes and like it's not always just like go move here go move here go do this go meet this person like sometimes like our season like means that we are waiting um upon the lord to like move and like call you somewhere else but like paul was called elsewhere and like this just shows that like his heart was really sincere like he truly loved these people he loved this church and like he didn't leave because he wanted to like he left out of obedience um it continues in verse five for we never came with the words of flattery as you know nor with the pretext for greed god is witness nor do we seek glory from people whether you or whether from you or from others but we could have made demands as apostles of christ but we were gentle among you like a nursing mother taking care of her own children so being affectionately desirous of you we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of god but also our own selves because you had become very dear to us um that is like my favorite verse of all time verse eight that last one where it says so being affectionately desirous of you we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of god but also our own selves because you had become very dear to us um just like sitting with that and like listening to what it says it's just like that should be our heart as like christians as people who are like going to make disciples of all nations who are like going into relationships with non-believers it's like yes i want you to know the gospel like yes i believe this and it has so clearly changed my life and given me hope and joy in ways that like are unprecedented in ways that like cannot come from the world and like i want that for you so badly it hurts but like you are not gonna desire that you're not going to understand that if I wasn't willing to share myself with you first um I think about like my friends who it's like okay I could like shove the gospel down your throat I could tell you the gospel every single day of my life but like that doesn't mean you're going to believe it like I can't force this belief on you um like it's truly a choice as to have salvation um and I just like think about relationships that I've been in and it's like where I have done that and it's like that has like led yes to like people accepting christ but like times where i get to like minister to people the most are when it's like i am like building relationship with you i am sharing my time with you i'm sharing my love with you i'm sharing my care like i am genuinely like caring for you in a way that is different and like that is just so huge and it's so evident um it's just like it's so sweet to see it put into words so well paul's like when he says this his self-support and hard work among the thessalonians was demonstrated and like this demonstrated that his motives are pure like he loved these people like i just keep saying it's like he loved these people so much like so affectionately longing for you so desirous of you that like not only would we share you with you the gospel but like also ourselves like paul was like living with these people doing life with these people like that is how we are and like 
some of you guys may live with non-believers. Some of you may live with believers. Some of y'all may go to class with all believers, but I would argue that most of you probably go to class with at least some non-believers and like you guys are doing life with these people. Like my encouragement to you is like share that life with them. Um, like whether it's like explicitly like come hang out with me, like let's go hang and like let's go get lunch or whatever, or just like talk to people. I think we live in a society where it's like really, really easy to get lost in our phones or like lost and just like not being present. Um, but like leaning into relationships of like oh I'm like actually sitting next to somebody who's like a human being with thoughts and like they could be really anxious about this exam that we're about to take or like they could be really anxious about something else and like me just like starting conversation like allows me to love them better um in the next little section verses 10 through 12 um Paul's behavior and message to the Thessalonian demonstrates like again just the integrity of his character before God and man uh God and man sorry speaking is really hard to know you guys um it just says you are witnesses and God also how holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct towards you believers for you know how like a father with his children we exhorted one each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you to his own kingdom and glory like verse 12 hello we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory like how cool is it that we get to like a be in relationship with God and like a way that like allows us like he has called us into his own kingdom and his own glory like the father looks at us and sees his son and like that is such a unique opportunity that it's like specific to Christianity and like specific to being in relationship with the Lord and like how sweet is it that like God does not just like want part of us like he wants us and like desires us so much that like he has called us into his entire kingdom to share his glory um and like Paul was saying this was his intention like this is what he was doing like he charged this church he planted this church and said go and make disciples and like he is just like emphasizing that um and then it continues in verse 13 to talk about like he just starts thanking them and like not in a way that's like i'm praising you guys because you were so awesome but it's like and we also thank god constantly for this and when you receive the word of god which you heard from us you accepted it not as the word of men but what it really is the word of god which is at work in you believers like this is like not him praising these people for like something that they could do but like for the work that the spirit did in and like in and through them um which i just think is like huge and oftentimes we can get like lost to the fact that like being obedient is the highest success um, and Paul is just like encouraging them and like bolstering them, which is just really sweet to see like Paul of these people and like is thankful that they welcome the gospel as God's message and not as like something that Paul said. So we believe Paul because we thought he was cool, you know, um, it continues verse 14 for you brothers became imitators of the church of God and Christ Jesus that are in Judea, Judea. For you suffered the same things from your own countrymen as they did from the Jews who killed both the Lord Jesus and the prophets and they drove us out and displeases God and oppose all mankind by hindering us from speaking to the gentiles that they might be saved so as always to fill up this measure of their sins but wrath has come upon them at last um this part was like harder for me because i was just like i don't really know like and this is where like reading the old testament has been really sweet because it's just like oh like i understand what they're talking about like i know um what they mean when they say like these people like these specific people were like being persecuted um like 14 through 16 specifically is talking about the Thessalonians welcoming suffering when they welcomed the word yet like they stood steadfast when you become a Christian like persecution does not just go away I would say it increases a lot of times and like 
the enemy does not like when we're removing people from his domain you know like when people become christian like they're removed from hell and like they're separated from that kind of destruction because they are united with their father and like that is so incredible and like such a unique opportunity and like that does not make satan happy obviously and like i think that goes without saying of like that comes with a certain amount of like pushback i guess for lack of better words of like they these thessalonians like were suffering and like they welcomed that with open arms because they believed in like a christ that had suffered with them and like through like for them and hebrews 12 says that we serve a god like a great high priest who is not able to who is not unable to empathize with each one of our afflictions like meaning he has been in every single situation and like faced every temptation and like can empathize with us in ways that like we cannot even imagine like and like that we can't even wrap our minds around um which is just so huge and like provides so much rest for these people um and then like the very very last section it says um, like in my Bible, it's titled Paul's longing to see them again. It starts in verse 17 and says, but since we are torn away from you brothers for a short time in person, not in heart, we endeavored the more eagerly and with great desire to see you face to face because you wanted to come to, because we wanted to come to you. I, Paul again and again, but Satan hindered us for what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you for you are glory and joy? And um, again, it's just like, Paul is really proud of these people and like loves them a lot. He explains his absence and like explains why he's gone. Um, it's like just really, I mean, I just can't imagine like how sad these Thessalonians were when like the person who founded their church like left. And I think this is Paul's like, he's explaining why he's gone. He's explaining why he hasn't come back. Um, and like saying like Satan hindered us. It wasn't that like Paul didn't want to visit the thessalonians is that satan hindered paul and his like the other two men that were with him um, and he just like assured them of that which i think is just sweet like he i just like am overwhelmed with the amount of like love paul has for this church and like if if you like put yourself in those shoes it's like that is exactly how jesus feels about us like he wants to come back like he wants to be reunited with us like the lord like wants relationship with us and that like he is going to have relationship with us like we will be back and reunited with our father at some point. And that is so exciting. Um, the last part for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing, Paul is assuring the Thessalonians that he could never forget like this specific church because they were his glory and his joy um, and his inability to visit, like shouldn't be taken as a lack of love towards the Thessalonians. And like, again, it's just like over and over again in this chapter, it's like so overwhelming the amount of love that Paul has for this church, um, which is just like, encouraging i think is like a lot of times we can read the bible and be like oh well like how much like do these relationships actually matter like they, they were just moving like so if you was saying like we we're called to move and like it's really it can be really hard to build relationships with people if you know that you're just going to be like moving constantly like i think about my church at home and like their ministry of just like people come in and out of it all the time and it's like man that has to be hard to lean into those relationships and like senior year of high school is a lot of that it's just like it's really hard to lean into these relationships when I know I'm like actually moving in three months and I'm never gonna see you guys <laughs> like or not never gonna see you guys like I won't see you guys nearly as often um like it's hard to lean in but like this is encouraging like this is real relationship and like you can love somebody and miss them and like that is not sinful by any means like 
Paul wasn't idolizing this church. He just like had a lot of love for them and cared for them a lot. But that was First Thessalonians chapters one and two. I'm excited to get into the rest of the book in the coming weeks. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, guys, so excited for the rest of this series for what lies ahead. Stay with us. Stay tuned for next week's and make sure to go read First Thessalonians three for next week. Um, but I'll pray us out and then we'll be on our way. Um, yeah, so let's go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to sit down and to read your word and to talk about uh, Paul and what he wrote to the church, um, to the Thessalonians. I thank you for um, the lessons that we can learn through it. I thank you for the ways we see more of you and your character in it. Um, I thank you that you're a God who draws near to us, who is not far away, but wants to be in deep relationship with us. And I pray that we'd remember that as we go throughout this week, um, that we would draw near to you, that we would rely on you um, for all things, and that we would um, find our joy in you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. We love you guys a lot. We would love to talk to you guys at Our Hearts Surrendered is our Instagram. If you want to follow us, DM us, do whatever the heck you want. We also have an email at ourheartsurrendered at gmail.com. If you have anything that you want to email us, I would love to check my email and have an email from one of you guys. Um, But that's about it. Leave a rating and review if you'd like. Um, and we will see you guys next week. Let's strive to live in a wholehearted surrender this week. This week.